Welcome to EAZO Podcasts. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, I am Dr. Rasha Abu Hassan. I'm a senior oncology consultant in Nasser Institute. And uh, with me, Dr. Asma, please introduce yourself. I am Asma Mohammed, the senior medical physicist in radiotherapy department, physics unit in Nasser Institute. Okay. Uh, radiation therapy plays a critical role in management of brain tumors. At the same time, radiation therapy can produce both early and delayed damage to organ atrophy. Therefore, since early application of radiation therapy, interest has been grown in way to reduce radiation-induced toxicity. Recent advances in radiation therapy techniques include the use of intensely modulated radiation therapy, IMRT, volumetric modulated arc therapy, PMAT, and stereotactic radiosurgery. Surgery. All these techniques allow the delivery of high radiation doses to the target volume, at the same time reducing the risk of toxicity to normal tissue, and this compared with conventional 3D conformal radiation therapy. The aim of our talk to give guide for how to choose different radiotherapy techniques for different types of brain tumor, like low-grade glioma, pituitary adenoma, and high-grade glioma. Let's begin with high-grade glioma. Uh, what is the recommendation for treatment of high-grade glioma? Radiation therapy, the Ministry of Treatment of Radiation Therapy for patients with high-grade glioma is radiation therapy with chemotherapy. First, we begin with surgery, maximum surgical restriction, and then radiation therapy and concomitant chemotherapy with simosolamide. In elderly patients, hyperfractionation speed will at 40 gray and 15 fraction, so equivalent overall survival with 60 gray, 60, conventional 60 gray to grays per fraction. But low toxicity compared in, uh, for, for radiation therapy compared with standard radiation therapy based. In phase three clinical trial, hyperfractionation are associated with concomitant adjuvant to, uh, associated with concomitant adjuvant imosolamide had been the standard treatment modality for elderly patients with glioblastoma multiform. However, despite aggressive management, after approximately 90% for glioblastoma, 90% of glioblastoma multiform recurred locally within two years. Uh, what is the clinical and biological benefits of hyperfractionation? Potential benefit of hyperfractionation is the use of large fraction size may be more advantageous than conventional fractionation in achieving complete elimination of tumor colonizations with short continuous schedule, reducing the risk of tumor repopulation. However, the negative side is in the negative side side this aspect damage also uh, is the true normal tissue. Uh, which may be uh, totally spared despite of high conformal, uh, despite of high conformal radiation therapy treatment volume, which leads to late radiation toxicity. So, what are the steps do you, as a radiotherapy physician, you take to protect organ at risk in case of high-grade glioma? In high-grade glioma, as well as brain tumors, every brain tumor, we first start with delineation of target volume followed by planning technique application by medical physics and uh, in, in daily practice between different institutes, the margin of planned target volume 
very significantly. For example, a survey in radiation of oncologists in Canada showed that 32% and 14% followed the RTOG clinical, clinical guidelines and URTC guidelines respectively, while 50, 54% followed the central guideline. Biphasic treatment were reported in 37% and single phase by 60% of clinicians. The clinician treatment in single phase, 60% treats the surgical cavity and enhanced tumor uh, with margin, and 33% of them treats the area that include tumor edema and in addition to surgical cavity and enhanced tumor. To explain the role of physicists in cooperation with radiotherapy doctors in protection of organ at risk, let's, begin, let's give an example of a case of a young patient, 30 years old, presented after surgery with glioblastoma multiform lesion, residual lesion of 3 cm in temporal area. And we decided to lift a dose of 60 gray in 30 fraction with concomitant timozolomide. Please, Dr. Asma, how would you choose planning technique for this patient? Um, this is according to the position of tumor relative to organ atheroscus. If the tumor is very close to organ atheroscus, I will use dynamic VMAT or dynamic IMRC or even hyperarc technique. Uh, but uh, if the tumor away from organ at risk, I will use conformal to be so suitable technique. What if the patient is 60 years old and we decided to begin with hyperfractation and concomitant with stermosolomide? Uh, do you use the same plan, planning technique? I think I will go to hyperarc technique to reduce the out of tilt dose, which we call the integral dose because it will be uh, suitable and more intensive dose due to hypofractionation. So I will I will go to hyper-art to avoid out-of-field dose and, and integral dose as minimum as I can. Uh, what is the difference between VMAT and IMRT? Well, uh, in IMRT, there is two types. First, IMRT, static and dynamic. In the static IMRT, we have movement of segment uh, the radiation is off. When the machine reaches to the desired segment reduction, the radiation is on. On the other hand, on dynamic IMRT, during the movement of segmentation, radiation is on. So it will reduce many times on the patient on the couch of machine uh, and increase the, the modulation of those. But in, uh, in both types, IMRT, dynamic and static, the gantry is static. While in VMET, there is a continuous motion radiation for MLC gantry uh, and the segmentation in leaf is the gantry speed is so so faster so the dose rate while the radiation is on um, and doesn't move into concept we don't we don't we go to the concept of arc and vmet not a concept of um, gantry angles you know doctor um, yes. while in hyper arc there is it's a type of vmet while you use different couch angles so we have a great degree of freedom in the planning, and also we can reduce the out of field dose in hyper arc to 12%. Uh, this is a, a very, very good um, result. Okay. Uh, uh, there is a growing evidence that tumors with low alpha beta ratio value may actually achieve superior biological equivalent dose with hyperfractionation, and patients are maximally benefited by this treatment. Slowly proliferating tumors such as meningioma, acoustic neuroma, all fall into this category. 
The converse is, however, also targeted normal tissue, which also have lower alpha-beta ratio and may manifest, uh, manifest injury if they receive high dose per fraction. Well, my question is for you is that, do you suggest the use of hyperfractionation with cyber knife, dama knife, uh, for high-grade glioma? In high-grade glioma, doctor, mostly we need large margin around ZV. So uh, when you go to cyber knife and gamma knife to treat such cases, uh, this takes large times. Uh, can be reached to uh, 40, 45 minutes. Uh, since in the two machine, we have very small field size in cones in a, in a gamma knife or areas in cyber knife. Um, so uh, size of four millimeter to 60 millimeter in gamma knife, it would be so difficult to treat all this volume in a, in a very small time. Plus in a gamma knife, because of my small cone size, four millimeter or 60 millimeter, I will go to fractionate the dose into many fractions. So I, in gamma knife, I am invasive technique. So I will come to invasive technique many times to treat all this volume. Okay. So I suggest a hyper hyperarc or VMAT with a high grade glioma modality, where this facility can achieve good result, very good result in case of, and also a very less treatment time can be reached to maximum 15 minutes. So I can reduce many, many minutes on the, on, to the patient and I'm not invasive technique. Yes, reducing the time and reducing the cost for the patient and the team. Uh, um, uh, Mike, uh, Dr. Aswell, do you like to ask me about radiation toxicity? Yes, what is the classic plan of treatment of low-grade gliomas, Dr. Rasha? Uh, this is a very good question. Let's uh, talk about uh, about radiation toxicity, then we are going to talk about uh, low-grade glioma. Uh, actually, the factor influencing uh, radiation toxicity uh, and which develop complication is the volume of the normal brain uh, treated and the total radiation dose. The toxicity of radiation usually divides into acute and late effects. The effects of uh, late effects with effects differentiated by the time that occur during radiation uh, and uh, which is uh, during the radiation three uh, three months for afterward. The late effects. Uh, appear up to six months after radiation, and the late effects can develop up to six months or more after completion of radiation. Usually, acute reaction and the acute toxicity are reversible, and the late reaction are generally irreversible. Uh, most acute, uh, most common acute radiation morbidity during perineal radiation include fatigue, erythema, alopecia, headache, nausea or without vomiting, and they are usually not severe and are self-limiting. Uh, fatigue is the most common side effect of cranial irradiation, which peak approximately up to six to eight weeks according to the result of clinical trials, and then slowly resolve over the next several months. Late effects include cognitive impairment and radiation necrosis, and they get worse uh, and they become manifest many years after radiation therapy. Uh, usually, the data of radiation-induced cognitive impairment is mostly learned uh, from studies of low-grade uh, low glioma patients which live longer than patients with high-grade glioma. A factor affects cognitive function in patients with brain tumor include 
and if liquid drugs used during radiation therapy, extent of surgery, tumor location, and patient age. Uh, one important radiation therapy complication uh, during radiation therapy to be highlighted is radiation necrosis, which is serious and uncommon necrosity that typically develop one to three years after radiation. But in rare cases, it has been reported more than 10 years after radiation therapy. Uh, the probability of radiation necrosis comes with uh, doses up to 70 gray using, using conventional two, day, uh, two grays per fraction. And if the risk of focal radiation necrosis uh, is uh, usually estimated in 5% in five years, the risk of radiation necrosis probably increases with concurrent chemo radius, uh, chemotherapy and any radiotherapy sensitizer. Uh, now, Dr. Asma, you wanted uh, to talk about uh, low-grade glioma. The primary treatment of low-grade glioma is safe. Uh, safe maximal resection is the widest possible resection without causing additional necrosis damage, increasing several uh, survival and reducing existing venerological symptoms. A maximum safe resection may be not be achieved because of tumor infiltration uh, and uh, which, uh, when the tumor is near to sensitive and motor sensitive function areas. Although radio diagnostic and surgery techniques have been improved, residual tumors are detected in many patients. Certain risk factors have been determined from RTOG clinical trials and URC clinical trials. High risk factor for low-grade glioma is age over 40 years, partial resection, meaning removal, not totally remove the tumor, and the tumor size, size over five centimeter, and in patient not having isocitrate dehydrogenase mutation, and the tumor progression or recurrent tumors. Advent radiation therapy and concurrent chemotherapy are recommended uh, for, uh, for patients with high, uh, high risk, low grade glioma, and it improves the disease free survival and overall survival. In low-grade glioma, low-risk low, low group, radiation therapy may be delayed until disease progression. Okay, doctor, what is the recommended, is the recommended dose for, of radiotherapy for each risk group of low-grade glioma? The, there is variation in recommended doses between clinical trials. In URTC believer, trial compared 45 gray with 59.4 gray, whereas North American intergroup study compared 50 gray uh, to 64.8 gray. We observed that, that increasing the dose does not improve progression free survival and overall survival. Uh, in addition, it is effect, effectiveness of dose 54 gray uh, in, in URTC clinical trials uh, uh, have been proven. And finally, we can say that the dose determined according to treatment volume and the tumor location. Now let's talk about radiation therapy techniques for radiation for low-grade glioma. Uh, please, Dr. Asma, if you have a young patient, 45 years old, with simple parietal low-grade glioma with residual tumor after surgery three centimeters, and you have and the patient is high risk. And, uh, uh, and uh, I want you to, uh, to begin explaining, do uh, you like to use uh, IMRT, VMAT, 3D, or what for, for this patient? 
Uh, well, doctor, I will use the VMAT uh, to decrease the treatment time and achieve more sparing for organ atherosclerosis. IMRT will also give me um, great um, dose distribution and the great organ atherosclerosis results, but it will take more time for treatment to my patient. So I will go to VMAT or HyperArc. It will give me more results and also VMAT, as we discussed before, it will give me lower organ address, sorry, lower um, integral dose or peripheral dose. So I will go to VMAT or HyperArc. It will give me lower treatment time for patient and best, best result. Okay, if you have in your institution both cyber knife and gamma knife available, uh, which one do you like to use for this same patient? Um, if I go if I go to gamma knife, in such case, um, the fixation in gamma knife is very good, uh, and the concept of treatment in gamma knife deliver a twenty percent from prescribed dose to ZTV, and this achieve more therapeutic effect with the advantage of short fall off dose due to gamma gamma use gamma gamma knife use gamma re. You mean um, that's uh, gamma knife with 200 percent dose, not 20 percent? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, although I can achieve a very good result via VMAT or HyperArc uh, with an advantage of being non-invasive and less treatment time and lower out of field dose in HyperArc, 10 percent less than IMRT. So. Uh, if I go to Gamma Knife or VMAT or HyperArc, it will be the same. Uh, uh, can you please explain the difference uh, between uh, Gamma Knife and Cyber Knife for the audience? Okay, and Gamma Knife, uh, this is a radio surgery machine for CNS tumor. Mostly it uses the treatment of benign tumor and some brain disorders as AVM and percent of malignant tumor. There are um, 192 cobalt source, their central axis inserted in spherical points, um, you know, as focusing points. There is uh, three different size of collimeter, 4 millimeter, 8 millimeter, and 16 millimeter. Uh, and the transit between these collimeters is done automatically uh, in a, on, on, or in an automatic manner. Uh, the patient's head is fixed in frame with invasion method using screws, and this frame is forced treatment couch, which adapts. Also, there is a recent types of gamma knife use uh, masks uh, in order to be not invasive, like ICO machine. Um, in cyber knife, it's also using um, areas, and uh, these areas also have small, very small uh, collimeter. Uh, but when the treatment, they use different gantry angles and different couch angles to modulate the dose. Uh, they are tracking motion for the breathing parts in the patient, like in lung cancer or prostate cancer. So uh, in cyber knife, they also use areas and collimeters with a small knife, with a small field size, but using modulation that is tracking the motion for patient. Okay, uh, let's talk about pituitary adenoma. I believe that pituitary gland is present in a very critical place in brain. It's surrounded by optic nerve and optic chiasma, brainstem, and it is very near. It is very near to hypocampus and postcochleus. Uh, 
At the same, at the same time, the recommended dose for pituitary adenoma tumor is around 54 gray. And many radiotherapists prefer to give gamma knife or cyber knife for pituitary adenoma. But in many cases, we, we see that this benign tumor invades the risk organs like optic nerve and optic asthma. What is the, your recommendation in this cases? You like to use gamma knife, cyber knife, VMAT, IMRT. What is the panic technique that you prefer for, uh, for uh, pituitary adenoma, Dr. Asna? Uh, in such case, doctor, uh, I recommend gamma knife since in gamma knife, using cobalt source has an advantage of rapid follow-up for the dose. We need this phenomena to spear all around organ atrocities. When comparing those follow-up between photon rays and the gamma rays, we seriously choose gamma ray or gamma knife. While in case of don't, if I don't have a gamma knife machine in my center, uh, I can use cyber knife with cones and areas or even high-end linux. High-end clinic give us a very, very good result. Um, I can still achieve a good result since it, in pituitary adenoma, the target should receive um, 45 degree and all around organ at risk, optic nerves and optic chiasma should, shouldn't exist this dose. Also, can you cyber knife or VMAT or, and hyperarch to achieve good result and I can, in my, my treatment center in Nasser Institute, we doing some cases like this. Uh, the dose was 45 gray. Uh, optic nerve and optic nerves dose was 33 only. Uh, and optic nerve dose 22 gray with 95% coverage to the tumor using arc, hyper arc technique with one full arc and two half arcs with couch angles with a great advantage that our patient treatment time on Linux was eight minutes only with combined imaging and we don't have invasive technique like gamma knife. Uh, uh, is there is a difference between cyber knife and gamma knife for organ at risk protection? Um, in gamma knife doctor, we can achieve more protection to organ at risk in such cases where there's a sharp dose full of outside the target due to the peak characterization of gamma ray. With a small collimator size, while cyber knife depends on X-ray, 6MV. But cyber knife uses small cone and areas and many couch angles, so it can achieve results similar to gamma knife. Uh, now, Dr. Asma, uh, I would like to thank you, and I, re I, I would like to say that I really uh, enjoyed the knife conversation. What is your final message to give uh, for radiation therapy physicists who deal with primary brain tumor? Um, thank you, Dr. Rasha, for this internet. I'd like to, so, so to say that you can, with your high-end Linux, to achieve many and many very good results. Um, if you have high-end Linux with a very good imaging technique, like Combeam CT, for example. So you, you, using HyperArc technique or VMAT or IMRT, you can use a very, very, sorry, you can achieve very, very good results. And in, in this case, you can compare, you can, your plan can compare to uh, CyberKnife techniques. Um, in our center, in Nasser Institute, we're doing um, a very um, interesting um, uh, paper 
uh, in this paper, we discuss that hyperarch technique can reduce the out-of-field dose by 10% to 12%. So it's a very, very good result. So if you have your end Linux, which, is, which can be licensed for VMAT or hyperarch with a very good community, you can reduce your PTV margin. So you can also reduce the out-of-field dose you did, you did with your plan. And in, in, in plus of this, you can treat your patient in a very, very small time. So your patient will be better. Although you are not an invasive technique with, high, with, light, with your linear accelerator. So you can do many, many with your linear accelerator if you have a high-end linear, linear accelerator. You mean that is our emphasis is that we can you uh, give a cheap and uh, low cost uh, and uh, low cost radiation therapy techniques for primary uh, brain tumors uh, with a very short time uh, using a hyper arc and VMAT and IMRT techniques without using a gamma knife and cyber knife, which is much expensive and maybe not be available for most of uh, patients with primary radiation therapy. Of course. Uh, okay. Uh, finally, I would like to thank you, Dr. Asna, and I would like to thank Izo for inviting us. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Dr. Russia. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. Thank you very much for this interesting conversation. Thanks for listening, and see you soon on the EASO website.